I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, December 13th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, $2.5 million is the starting price in USD for a personal luxury submarine from Triton Submarines, which recently got big investments from hedge fund owner Ray Dalio and James Cameron, famous director of Avatar. Was it Avatar 2 that's about to come out? Very exciting. So Jay, what do you think about personal subs? Did you go on one? Are you in the market for one? (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the market for one. Can you imagine? I kind of like the idea. It sounds kind of cool, but didn't James Cameron make Titanic as well? I would have thought twice about having him being investing of sea-going vessels. That seems like a bad, bad combination. No, James Cameron, this is a fun fact, but James Cameron has like an obsession with the sea. He loves the ocean and he frequently like scubas and submarines down to try to get to like the floor of the ocean and see what's around there. He's like very curious about it. So I actually trust him on this topic. And I think, look, he did enough research in the Titanic that he knows what it takes to stay afloat and what it takes to sink. And so I, I, if James Cameron's signing off on it, I'm in. Well, they did build the ship Titanic to sail the ocean sea or whatever it's called. Brett, aside from the Titanic, James Cameron, your personal submarine, what do we have for Peak Dolls today? You know, it's a sub party. Wouldn't that be fun for our first story? Could pickleball be the next sport for our second story? More bad news for crypto. And for our last story, Canadians' personal finances, well, they've seen better days. For our first story, could the sport that finally breaks the ranks of the big four North American leagues really be the one that's named after a briny preserved vegetable? Almost certainly not, but that doesn't mean it can't still be a big hit, Brett. What's going on with this riddle? Well, it's, it's pickleball, Jay. It's pickleball, it's briny, it's preserved vegetable. And basically what pickleball is, is it's a combination of tennis, badminton, and ping pong, three sports that I actually quite like, and I'm quite good at, Jay, that exploded in popularity during the pandemic as an easy, fun, and socially distanced activity. Now, earlier this year, Pickleball Canada estimated that, believe it or not, one million Canadians now play the racket sport. That's a lot, and here's why it matters. Major League Pickleball, the MLP, if you will, a pro pickleball league, is looking to capitalize on this growing popularity, expanding from 12 to 24 teams and splitting the campaign into two seasons, each with three tournaments and a total of $5 million US in prize money up for grabs. Now, the MLP is also introducing a promotion and relegation system in which half of the teams will play in the top competitions, the Premier League. This is very similar to soccer, by the way. They, I feel like they stole the idea. While the other half fight to earn their spot in the upper ranks in their emerging tier, the Challenger League. I think in the UK, it's actually Premier League and Champion League. And so they, they almost got there, but they changed it just a little bit. And then is it League One after that? I don't know. I've it's seen League it. One after there that, correct. The league has only been around for two years, but has big ambitions with Brian Levine telling Axios that he's confident Pickleball's millions of players are all potential fans. And with big names like LeBron James, Tom Brady, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Anheuser-Busch, which one's your favorite, Jay? I was going to say Tom Brady, but I do like Gary V. I'm going to go with Anheuser-Busch. I don't like a sure. big company. Now that they all own teams, it could have enough cachet to gain a sizable niche audience, but there's no real proof that anyone will actually watch it. In fact, a primetime CBS special that aired last month featuring celebs playing pickleball matches was actually a ratings flop. But Brett, honestly, if Tom Brady puts his name to it, how could it flop? For our second story, if you thought things couldn't get worse for the crypto world, this week may force you to think again, Jay, when will it stop? 
uh, we'll ask Tom Brady, apparently not anytime soon, actually, Brett, developing stories about malfeasance, fraud, and potential criminal activity in the crypto space will fill the headlines this week as well, threatening to erode whatever public trust the sector had. So Sam Bankman-Fried, the disgraced CEO of FTX, will testify at the U.S. Congressional House Committee on Financial Services today. That's a mouthful. Where lawmakers will grill him on how he lost billions of dollars in customer assets. Well, I hope his lawyer is sitting right next to him. FTX's current CEO, John Ray, is also testifying and will, according to his prepared remarks, place the brain for the company's failure squarely on SBF and his top lieutenants. Meanwhile, the U.S. Department of Justice is investigating Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, over reports that it processed more than $10 billion in illegal payments this year. That's a lot of illegal payments. And this all matters because the growing number of scandals, not to mention criminal investigations into the crypto space, has investors fleeing for the lifeboats with whatever assets they have left. Last month saw the largest outflow of Bitcoin on record from centralized crypto exchanges. Even crypto businesses that seem to be the most stable and above board are getting walloped. Coinbase, which is publicly traded and regulated by the SEC in the U.S., could see its bond rating downgraded by Moody's due to deteriorating market conditions this according to the Financial Times. And the bottom line is, it was less than a year ago, but the days of Tom Brady and Matt Damon pitching crypto and Super Bowl ads, that feels like a world away. We are now in a deep, brutal crypto winter. So bundle up, Jay. Bundle up. For our third story, seven interest rate hikes later, personal finances, well, they've seen better days, Brett. That's right. As Canadians took on more loans, mortgages, credit cards, etc. last quarter, the country's household-to-debt income ratio rose to 183.3%, meaning that for every dollar of household disposable income, there's $1.83 in debt, nearing the 185% record seen in 2018. It matters because Canadian households have long been some of the most indebted in the world, which is fine and good as long as the debt is being used to build wealth. But These days, household finances are stretched between the rising cost of living and borrowing. Canadians made $230 billion in debt payments last quarter, a record-setting quarterly increase of 5.6%, with both the principal loan amounts and interest payments now accounting for 14% of all disposable income spent. To zoom out, the national net worth dropped by 3.3% in large part thanks to faltering residential real estate values marking two straight quarters of decline. The last time that happened in Canada was during the 2008 financial crisis, Brett. Scary stuff. Peak Palace, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dill Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, when is our live streamed pickleball match? Anytime, anywhere, Jay. You name, you name the time and place and I'll be there. Yeah, I want the world to see what happens. The world. All all of the world is interested in our pickleball match. Have a good day, Brett. You too, Jay.